0: Proceed with caution. This episode has a few F-words. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Catering WTF, Episode 10, What Makes You Scared? Hey guys, welcome back to Catering WTF. Tonight's episode is called I Am Scared. So now I'm going to unload a steaming pile of shit on you because this is not a rant. This is not something that angers me about our industry or is passionate about my industry. This is about me being fucking scared. And it's about fear. Right? With the situation going on in the world today, uh, there's a lot of fear. So it means I have fear. So in the catering world right now, there's a lot to be fearful of. I've never been through this. No one has been through this. No caterer I've ever talked to has been like, "Oh yeah, we've been through a fucking pandemic, so we got this. We we've been through three and we're really good at it." Like the, the, none of this has happened. So there's a tremendous amount of fear out there. I have fear. I'm scared. I don't know what to do, and there's multiple different ideas and conflicts, and what do we do, and and employees feeling one way, employees feeling the other way, staff, it's crazy. So this episode is about fear, and it's going to turn into my personal fear, and I'm going to be really deep and very introspective about me personally. So bear with me, I need to express this because I need to let this out and I need to let other people know who are also very fearful and very scared about what's going on in the future. My personal fear, as we talk about some of the things I'm going to talk about tonight, is failure. That's my personal fear. It was because of my childhood, because of some of the things that I went through, because of whatever it is, it's my personal fear. Right? I do not want to be a fucking failure. Number one, personal fear. I will b- lay in a bed of snakes. I will jump off a fucking cliff. And I will overcome those. Now, I did that. I've done those things. I push myself to do fearful things. And some people say, Oh, they're, you know, you're adrenaline junkie or whatever. Well, I've jumped off a cliff. But the reason I jumped off that fucking cliff wasn't because my fear of heights, which I do have. I don't want to jump off something that's super high and I maybe die. That's that's not what I want to do. But when I get up there to jump and I look down and I'm like, holy shit, this is far, and I'm fucking scared. The next thing that kicks in is you're a failure if you don't jump. My fucking fear of failure overcomes. My fear of heights. So I now know what my personal motivation is. And it's failure. So I jumped off that damn cliff. And I was very proud of myself for doing that. Because I overcame the fear of heights. No, I didn't. I overcame the fear of failure. I overcame the fear of setting your goal to do something and then following through and doing it. That's the fear of failure. It's not the fear of fucking heights. And so that's what I'm looking for. And now in this age that we have now in this year, it's been super crazy. Now we're going into the end of COVID or or what most people are saying in the end of COVID, right? So we've had a fucking super shitty year in catering and in restaurants and in hospitality Nothing's available, nothing's done, we're all struggling, we're all about to t- fail as businesses and everything else, and that's also a fear of failure, and now here we are. And all of a sudden, we're looking super busy, we're looking fucking slammed. And now I have a fear of failure of producing, and that is a huge issue. So here's the, f- here's the fears, covid COVID's a fear, right? Everybody's scared of COVID. Some, or most people, some people aren't, but COVID's a scare. What happens if we're slammed and we're busy and somebody gets COVID? How do we deal with that? How do we execute the parties that we're executing? Right now in April, we're very busy. We have five, six, seven parties On a fucking Saturday, four parties on a Friday, two parties on a Sunday. If we get COVID, how do we execute those things? And right now, we have very little staff. Everybody has cut staff down. So we're at the bare minimum of staff, right? So that's that's fearful. That's scary as fuck. How do we do that? Um, we now are in conversations about what happens if somebody gets COVID. How do we deal with that? How do we quarantine the team? If we quarantine the team and we have very little team, how do we execute all the parties that we have to execute? That's fucking super scary. And how do we deal with that? The level of business coming is like a fucking tsunami. It's a huge wave and we have limited staff and limited things that we're doing. So how do we overcome that? And then how do we hire for that? So now we're hiring, just like every person in the hospital industry right now is hiring across the United States and across the world. We're all now hiring because everybody's now gearing back up. We went down to a bare fucking minimum, and now we're gearing up. So we went from six employees, and now we need 75 employees. How the fuck are we supposed to do that? and be successful how are we supposed to do that that's super scary to me and it gives me a tremendous amount of fear so i don't know how to do that and then when we get them let's say we do get them which we're struggling even getting people i mean especially in south carolina i've heard it from georgia and atlanta they're struggling because most people went into HVAC or they went back to school or everything else. So we're missing a large portion of the hospitality industry. So how does that work? How do we train them? We can't afford to bring them in weeks and weeks ahead of time, train them and do everything else because we have no fucking money. We're barely surviving. So now it becomes fucking magic apron theory, right? You you hire people, you give them a fucking magic apron, they're immediately supposed to know exactly what they do and how they do it, and it perform to the best of their ability. That that doesn't work. It's proven every time in restaurants, hotels, everywhere. It doesn't it doesn't work. You have to give people the ability to train, understand your system, know what's going on. And all that type of stuff, and we don't we don't have the money to do that. So that's super scary to me, right? And I'm looking at the projections coming up the end of this month, April, May, June. And I'm like, this is this is a tsunami that's gonna kill hundreds of thousands of people. Like it, it's just not good. And we have to be prepared. How do we get prepared? How do we choose to spend our money to get prepared? How do we hire people? Who do we get? And right now, it's it's the buyer's market because people are out of jobs, and we have to pay more than unemployment. We have to pay, pay more than what they're doing, and they're going to go through hell. So we, if if you're going to go through hell, then you have to pay good, because you could just sit at home and collect unemployment. You don't know, go through hell. So it's, it's those type of things. And that's super scary to me right now. So it's about culture and what can we do for culture. So now I have to change the culture to make this the best job ever. And super cool, super hip, best food, all the things that you have to do to inspire people to want to do this. And that's also hard. And it's also a source of contention with me because I don't want to fail at that. Again, fear of failure. Team. I have a small core team. How do I protect them? What is my fear for them? I don't want them. These people have been with me and my company through the entire thing. They need to be rewarded. They're my fucking superheroes. So they get precedence over everything. So I can't hire people above what they're getting paid because these motherfuckers have gone through the trenches with me and they fucking deserve it. So that becomes an issue. And how do you maintain them? And how do you protect them from COVID? And how do you protect them for these things? Now, all of a sudden, South Carolina is open to do all kinds of parties. We're going to do parties to 300 people. And sometimes we're going to do it on the same night. Five of those parties. I don't know if those people are COVID safe. Shit, most of them aren't. So how do I protect my team? That's a fucking fear. I'm fearful of that. I'm scared as fuck about that. The other thing is executing above expectation. One of my pride things I've always done is I want to have a bride and groom, have a corporate client. I don't care who it is. I'm going to talk to you about your party, do your party. And then the day of your party, my goal is to exceed your expectations. How am I going to do that now when I have nobody working here and nobody doing what they need? Yeah, I just don't have the staff. I don't have the training. I don't have any of the th- tools that I need to have to build what I need to build. How am I going to do that? Okay, that's failure for me. So that's super scary, and I'm very scared about that. I don't want to be the person who's not good enough. I want to be the person who rises above that. And I try very hard. I work my ass off to do that. I plan for that and everything else, but it's fucking crazy. I want respect. I want respect from my team. I want respect from my business. I want respect from my clients. Right? So fear of being not respected becomes a huge issue. Because if you're not respected, it's failure. Again, fear of failure. And that's super hard for me to deal with. Um, I went through a week last week that was tremendously hard for me. Because we failed at a party. And I haven't done this in a long time. And It wasn't very busy. I had my fucking A-team on this shit. It was like the SEAL team. There is nothing that can happen at a party that this team cannot overcome and do and exceed expectations. Only we didn't. And so in my anger and depression and fear of failure and everything else, I wanted to quit. Quit. I wanted to be like this is bullshit. I'm done. But I didn't. It reminded me of a story when I was in 1989. So now you guys know how long I've been doing this. When I was just at Carbo's in a restaurant in Atlanta and I did a huge huge dinner. It was a, at the time it was 150 people. It was a shin dinner. It had tons it, half the group was chefs, right? So you want to perform For these people that was back in the day when i was young and pissy and like i really like i'm gonna make a fucking name for myself i'm gonna recreate what the culinary world is i'm gonna do all this great shit right and i spent hours and days doing this like literally three hours of sleep back and forth to work three days in a row doing all the things that you need to do have my best team on it put labor dollars against it and everything else and we did we want I wanted to do like a pousson with uh, a stuffing in it and doing all this crazy French shit because that's what I thought would be cool back then. And back then you have to remember 1989 everything was put in a hot box with fucking caps on it, right you, you guys know that you know old, older chefs they know this. It's plated, put on a plate, put a metal cap on it, put it in a fucking hot box right? That's the way food used to be done. It's fucking crap. We all know it's crap. So I refused to do that for this party. I unplugged all the hot boxes. I was like, we're never capping anything. We're going to do it to order, blah, blah, blah. I set it up. I hired the staff. I got everything done. It was super planned out to the minute, to the person, everything. And the person pulling the poussins out of that, which poussins are like small chickens, They pulled them out of the oven, and we had it coordinated that we would rotate in the oven what's done first and what's done last. Well, Like what what pan went in first, what pan went in last. And unfortunately, the person that was doing that somehow mixed that up. So the pan that went in first was still in there, and the pan that went in last was the first one pulled. So as you can imagine, the first half of the party got raw fucking chicken. The last thing you want to do with a group of chefs and everybody else in a fine dining dinner that's five courses and you're trying to make a name for yourself is send out raw chicken right I don't care you send out raw fish yeah I'm, it's it's still you know questionable if it's tuna it's fine if it's Beef and it's rare and it's not medium. Then okay, you can cook it back up. Like the, all those are just like ah, this kind of like a gray area. Raw chicken's not a fucking gray area, dude. It's fucking raw chicken. No one wants fucking chicken tartar. L- that's why we don't do it. I was fucking mortified. Servers are coming back. Chicken's fucking raw. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Then I realized they pulled it from the wrong fucking oven at the time now we're pulling the right things so we're still sending fucking plates out but now I have to recook chicken I don't have the chicken to recook so I have to recook each person's plate that didn't go fucking well and it turned into a giant fucking clusterfuck of shit and my reaction to that was quit just quit go away leave right now and never come back to the food industry because my name's shit Never going to have this. – I'm done. You know, I'm never going to be the great chef. And back then, there was no Anthony Bourdain or Gordon Ramsay or Food Network. It was what I was trying to do. And it was a total clusterfuck. Then I had actual chefs come back from the table while they were eating and come back and say, your chicken's raw, and this is what you should have done. They're all trying to help me. They're trying to inspire me. And – at that time, I looked like a dead man. There, I'm not listening to any of that. I'm, I, I look like I jumped into a pool filled with ice. I'm just no blood, no anything, standing there frozen, walking around like a fucking zombie because at this point, m- my life's over. And so I did that, somehow made it through that day. And was mortified. And then the next day. Had to go back to work. Listen to the owners of the restaurant say. What the fuck happened? What are you doing? I knew we shouldn't have hired you as the chef. I knew you were not good enough. I knew that eventually this was going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. All that crap that they give you. And I fucking took it. And I'm like you're fucking right. Except for the fact That they said, we knew you weren't going to be good enough. If you knew I wasn't going to be good enough, why the fuck did you hire me? Because you don't know either. And your fear is fear of failure. Your fear is, do I hire this guy? And if I hire this guy, are we going to be a failure? But we're going to hire him anyway. And then the minute the fucking ship turns, it's me. And it was me. And I totally get it. It's my fault. I owned it. I understood it. But at that point, I said to myself, get your fucking ass up off the ground. Reach out to those chefs that came and talked to you. Talk to them about what happened. Learn from their experience. Learn from my experience. And get your ass up off the ground and do better. And here's the deal. Never, ever, ever let that fucking happen again. Swear to myself that will never happen again. Well, guess what? Happened again. It's happened five times. And the last time it happened was 14 fucking days ago. So it still fucking happens, right? These are mistakes. People make mistakes. And I'm not saying that that's the answer. I'm saying it's what happens, right? We're human. We make mistakes. But it still kills you to the core. And then it drives, for me personally, it drives the fear spear into my heart and what that says is you're not good enough you failed again you did not do the things that you need to do and you can't go back and fix them so now you have an option what do you do do you fucking run away do you quit do you do all this shit i don't know it's what i wanted to do i mean i met it head on when i was there but now i'm like i don't know if i should i be doing this no idea. So, you know, what I do is I confront fear and I, I try and deal with this whole thing. So I look up quotes and do some things like that. And I have two quotes I want to give you tonight. And they're both quotes that are um, pretty well known. And they're, you know, fear quotes. So the first one is fear. Forget everything and run And I love that because that's what I want to do. I wanted to forget everything and run. That's what fear means. Forget everything and run. Fuck that. Get away. Done. Finished. Whatever it is. And so you look at that and you're like, "Ah, is that what I'm doing in my career? Is that what I'm going to do this job? All those kind of things. Or is it forget everything and rise? Rise to the challenge. Rise above the mistake. Learn from the mistake, Be a better person. Be a better chef. Be a better father. Be a better family member. That's what it is. So that's from Zig Ziglar, and it was used in the movie The Joker. One of my favorites. The other one is the only thing you have to fear is fear itself. Right? So everybody knows that quote too. So, right, it's all about fear and what's going on. If you're in a war, it's fear about dying. If you're in a business, it's fear about you're going to fail at a business whether that's financially, uh, rather that's from an area of respect, from a chef-driven area where it's like your food's not fucking good, it's old and old school, and I deal with that now too, with not only me, but where I'm working. Um, there, there's challenges to, to fear of not doing that. So it's crazy. So so I am scared. Um, so now it comes down to... How do I deal with this? How do you deal with fear? Especially when your fear is failure. Right? So the first thing I do, this is me personally. The first thing I do is challenge fear. You challenge fear. That's the way to get rid of fear. Yes, I'm scared of this. Yes, this could be bad. Yes, this is possibly the wrong move. Or shit in my life. I know it's the wrong move and I do it fucking anyway. So it's challenging fear. And you're going to be okay, and that's what I say. You're going to be okay. Now you may not be better off. You may have a different job. That's why I left Atlanta. That's why I moved to Charleston. You know, I I, I left and you know I I left a frying pan and fucking jumped into the fire here. So it's fear. That's what it is. But it's okay. That's what. It, that's how it works. Um, what you have to do to combat that? Fucking prepare for it. Prepare for fear. Keep yourself stable. Understand that you have a job to do. Understand that you're good at other things. Prepare for the busy season. Prepare for COVID, even though we all couldn't, but we pivoted. And that's preparing. This is the situation. This is what's coming up. How are we going to survive? Here's how we're going to survive. Let's try these things. Let's do these things. I know we didn't do them in the past. I know they're different. I know that's not what we normally do. But we have to do it. We have to challenge ourselves. And could we fail at it? you goddamn right we could. But we didn't. And that's the win. We didn't. We challenged ourselves. We did things. We did the things that we needed to do. And we fucking succeeded. That is not failure. But that's challenging fear. And that's preparing for fear. After preparing for it, here's the other thing. You need to watch and listen. Fear is based on not knowing what's going on, right? It's the unknown. That's what we said. Fear is the unknown, all that bullshit. But here's the thing. If you watch and you listen and really watch and really listen, listen to your team, watch what your team does, watch the sales team, watch the community, watch the atmosphere and uh, the surroundings around you and if you fucking pay attention, if you it's like being in nature. If you go kayaking and you just sit in your kayak and you listen to nature, it's watching and listening. If you do that, you'll be prepared to overcome fear. It's super important. Communication. That's another one. Always communicate. I'm fearful of this. This scares me. I need help with this. I'm scared that we may not be able to accomplish this. How do we move forward? That's communication. Do not be the person that thinks you're the shit and you never tell anybody. Tell everybody all the time, I'm scared that this may not work. I'm scared that we cannot accomplish the goals that we have set. I'm scared that we're not going to be able to execute the seven fucking parties coming up. I'm scared of that. I'm letting everybody know. I need help. We need help. How do we do this? That's huge. You have to fight the battles now. If you say those things and communicate those things, then everybody can be on your team. We can fight the battles now. So that when we get to that bad time, we have a plan. We know what's going on. Everybody knows that it's all in. Like That's part of it. So you got to fight those fucking battles. You got to do those things. And that's where it gets crazy. The last thing is you have to accept failure. Okay. We all fail. And honestly, failure is a great thing. And being afraid of having the most thing you're scared or scared of is failure is probably the most motivating thing. That's why I say you got to hug your failure sometimes because that's how you learn. That's the pain. That's the anxiety. That's the depression. That's all of that. All of that is fucking pain from failure or how you feel you look at yourself. But it's not always like that to other people. So get the fuck up and make sure that you're doing the things that you need to do and move past the failure. Hug the failure and move on. And that's the way it works. And I'm going to tell you a last story about failure that really changed my life. And there's there's been a lot of instances, but this one is very specific to me. When I was very young, my first culinary, probably my third culinary job, my first one as an executive chef, when you're young and you're 24, 25, And you think you're the shit and you're listening, you're reading fucking art culinary and you're, you're, this is even before fucking TV and everybody's on food network and all the different fucking things they're doing. You you are striving to be the best culinary person you can be. And in your head, you're like, I'm going to be the shit. And so when that happens, your ego takes over and you treat people like crap sometimes because that's the kitchen mentality. And it definitely was way back when. Now it's not so much that way, but back then, if you couldn't hang, you couldn't do what you were doing, then you got fucking pounded, right? Everybody jumped on you. They jumped on you like fucking hyenas to a dead animal. It was, it was crazy. And that's, but that's just the norm. So. I had my first executive chef job. I've been doing pretty good. I had some fucking studs on the line. You know, guys and girls are doing shit. Great pastry chef. She was fucking wicked good. Like, it, it was all this. And I hired an older guy. Uh, we needed a position filled. He did okay. He was okay. He was slow. He had years of experience, but he was slow. It was different, different style from what I was doing. We were fine dining. He didn't come from that field And he got fucking murdered. He literally got killed by my guys. I had 20-year-olds and 24-year-olds. It was right around that age. And they ran circles around this motherfucker, right? They totally did. He wasn't great. And this this is the thing. In most restaurants, like if you're slow and you can't catch on and you're not really good at what you're doing, they fucking attack you and then they fire you right there's no training there's no like hey what are you good at let me find let me find what you're good at and uh, uh, accentuate the good and decelerate the bad that didn't happen I, I didn't even know that back then so we're in the middle of a fucking Saturday night it's fucking crazy as shit he's way fucking behind now i gotta move people because i'm the exec chef i'm moving people to help him on the line i'm like stop what you're doing go help this motherfucker get out of the fucking weeds because that's what happens and halfway through that he took off his apron and said fuck you i'm out of here and he fucking walked out walked out of the fucking line in the middle of the shit. All right, everybody in the restaurant business has experienced that. Everybody in the catering world has experienced that, right? And the first thing you do is like, that guy's a piece of shit. Terrible. Shouldn't have been a bad hire. I did a bad job hiring. Should have had a line cook. Should have had this. Whatever it is, he fucking sucks. Nobody walks out on their shift. That's, you know, if you do that, you're fucking lame. Take all the abuse and fucking deal with it. All that crap. And so we manage to get through the night. We're at the night. We're at the end of the night. We're cleaning up. We have a beer, and everybody's talking about this guy's a fucking piece of shit. He's fucking terrible. Blah blah blah. All this crap. Then we leave. I go out to my car. On my car windshield is a letter from him. And the letter reads: I have never worked in a place that's this abusive. I have never worked in a place that doesn't give somebody a chance i have never worked in a place that has been so badly managed i have never worked in a place that has treated people like this you will never ever make it as a chef you will never ever make it in this industry you will never ever be somebody and i have that letter to this day from 19 fucking 89 And I read it all the time because he's absolutely fucking right. He said the things that I needed to hear. I did not help him. I did not coach him. I did not train him. I did not do the things I need to do to make sure that he was successful in our team. And to this day, it fucking haunts me. And to this day is why I challenge every single employee that I have to be the best that they can be. And I work around their faults and I work around their anger and I work around their attitudes and I work around all that shit to put them in the best fucking position they can be to be the best person they can be for the team. And some people say, you should just fire them or you should get rid of them. And that's not the answer. And I learned it from this fucking letter on my fucking car underneath my windshield wiper That's the difference. That's failure. That's what true failure is. And that's what I learned that day. My fear of failure is real because of that. I never, ever want that to happen again. I don't want to serve raw chicken. I don't want to serve raw fish. I don't want to serve raw anything. I want to make your experience the best it could possibly be every single time that I do my job. But that's not reality. Shit happens, people make mistakes. The difference is, how do you deal with them? How do you make those changes? How do you make somebody better than who they are? How do you make me better than who I am? That's how you do it. You listen, you read, you keep those fucking letters. You understand the dinners that you serve raw chicken and you say, I'm gonna learn from this. I'm gonna get my ass back up off the fucking floor. I'm gonna make somebody of myself and I'm never gonna let this happen again. And that's how I choose to do it. So that's my story and how I get through these things, and it's hard. I don't want to read that fucking letter, and I I haven't read it in a couple years, but because of the incident this week and in my failure this week, I fucking read that letter again. I will never amount to anything. I will never be a good chef. These are the words that were said to me, and that is failure. And so I decide to rise against that and say, because of your letter, I am going to be somebody good. I am going to be a good chef. I am going to be a good business owner. I am going to make it through COVID. I'm going to make it in this catering world. When April comes and we have fucking 14 parties on a Saturday and we have no employees, we're going to make it happen. You know why? Because that's who I am and that's what I do. So the answer to this is not the fucking quotes right? They're not the quotes. The only thing you have to fear is fear itself. What the fuck does that mean? It doesn't mean shit. It just means that you're fear of something fearful. What I'm fearful of is I don't want another fucking letter on my goddamn windshield. That's real. That's a real quote. The answer to fear is giving the best at at the time that you have, letting it stand for who you are. While accepting faults, you have have to accept faults and you have to understand them and you have to work with them and you have to grow from them, right? That's the whole thing. Grow from those things. Use that experience so that you can take on the next failure because you're going to have them all the time. Every day is a failure and every day is a success. So that's how you deal with fear of failure. Jump off the fucking cliff. Get to your car and not have a fucking letter on it. Understand that there's people at work that may not be the best, but they're still a valuable part of the community. I have somebody right now that works for me that people bitch at all the time. He's a valuable part of our fucking community and they don't understand and they're going to... They're the letter writers. They're the people who are going to do that. And I'm going to write a letter and put it on their fucking car so they understand where they stand compared to the other person. You may be better than them at cooking. You may be better than them at working. But that's not what makes you the best. What makes you the best is not failing at that and helping that other fucking person. That's the difference. I work with John Zucker, who has failed a lot of things all his life and he overcomes them every fucking time. He has a 25-year business. He owns two restaurants and a fucking super successful catering company. I I know Ryan Witten, I know Will Adamick. I I have a, a guy named Hot Sauce. That's the fucking shit. And he has failed at a ton of crap, but he's he gets the fuck up and does what he needs to do and he's successful. I have Andrea, I have Chris Reinhardt, I have me. I have pretty much everything. I have Steve Boyer who is leaving us as executive chef to pursue something else. And let me tell you, that motherfucker's scared as fuck because he's making a huge change and taking a huge gamble to do what he wants to do to make him happy. And I support it a fucking hundred percent. And that's what we're doing. That makes the difference. That's the, the letter on the fucking windshield. Do what you need to do. How can I help you? Don't be fucking angry. Don't be upset. Don't be bitter. Don't talk bad about other people. Make them fucking successful. That's the difference. And that's what beats fear. Beating fear is confidence, communication, all the things I just talked about. So am I scared about what's coming up? You're damn right I am. COVID killed our staffs. And this is for every caterer across the country. Everybody's limited staff. Now, all of a sudden, the shit's going to hit the fan, and nobody has anybody, and they're not fucking trained, and we have to perform above expectation. And that's fucking scary, and it scares me. But that's what we have to do. And we will overcome that with planning and all the things that we've talked about, but it's hard. It's hard. So this episode is not about a rant. It's not about the catering industry, it's really not about anything other than my personal fear and how I've overcome that and how I'm still scared and fearful and how I failed. Like literally 14 days ago, I had an epic fucking failure. And that is not who I am. And it's shaken me to my core. And I have to go back and do these things and look at these things. And I have to do this podcast tonight because that's how I know I have to be successful in doing this. And I'm not going to give up, and I'm going to learn from this, and it won't happen there again. So that's how it's going to work. And it is what it is. So, again, you can forget about it and run away, or you can forget about it and rise up. It's really up to you. And I want you to rise. I want everybody that I know to rise. And do the best they can be. Because we only have one life and what we have to do. Don't don't be scared of failure. Don't be scared of anything. So that's my story for tonight. Very impactful to me. It has changed who I am and what I do. And how I interact with other people. And how I try to do the best job I fucking can. I just try to do the best I can. And that's what you have to do. And I want you guys to stay safe. I want you to be understanding i also want i want you guys to listen to this and if you know anybody who actually wants to work in charleston and would like to pick up some shifts i would love to have them so this is a plug on uh staffing so please please bring anyone anyone who wants to come uh, I'll, i'll schedule you um so i want to do that too but at the same time always keep your passion high Always keep your head above water. Understand that you're going to fail, but understand also with failure comes success. And always, always keep your boots on the ground. I thought that was really good. What are we supposed to say? Good track.